This podcast contains graphic language and subject matter that may be triggering for some. Listener discretion is advised. We are not fucking therapists. We are here to talk about our experiences and hope some people can relate, but it is not a substitute for medical advice or therapy. Get out of here, don't go. I don't know if I can take this anymore. I'm well aware that I need your help. One false move and I may melt. Don't want to give you any false impressions. Fuck the fucking fuck out of depression. Welcome to Fuck Depression. Welcome. I'm Lauren. I'm Brian. Brian, how has your week's been? Boring. Very boring. Boring? Still yeah. out of work? Yeah, or- still, out of, still on furlough. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to try to email them tomorrow, I think. I just, uh-huh. It's frustrating because they haven't told me anything. They just um, told me that there's not work. They don't tell me like it's it's because you're a shitty worker or it's it's because the coronavirus is is making us slow down. So I'm trying to get some answers tomorrow. Uh, I'm sure coronavirus is definitely a factor because it's slowing yeah. down work for so many industries. I hope so. Oh. I hope that's part of it. So I can hopefully I'll be able to get to work in soon. How, how about you? How have you been? I've been pretty okay. Um, I've seen a couple of people just one-on-one. Uh, for those that don't know, Texas is kind of starting to open back up. Yeah. So, yeah, we're we're allowed to do a couple things now. But I did go to Zilker Park, and which is the huge park in Austin where they hold music festivals and different things like that. And uh, so I went out there and spent some time in the sun with the dog who immediately found every fucking mud puddle that was there. Of course. (laughs) I mean, I get that it is hot out now, even though it's (laughs) still springtime, but oh my goodness. She was just... a talent. Yeah, and it, it, she doesn't just stand in it. She lays down when she finds <laughs> the puddle and <laughs> coats herself. And they get cool. Yeah, she does her best to do that. But that's always nice to like get out and like try to stay away from people as much as possible, but still be in an area where there are other humans living like yeah. in life. Well, they went to Peace Park. I think that's what it's called, where they do Eeyore's birthday. Oh, yeah. I was, was so nice. sad that that was canceled this year. Yeah, it's always fun. But, yeah, we went out there for a friend's birthday. It was just three of us. That's fun. Yeah, it was nice to get out and see people. I mean, it would have been more fun if there was the whole Eeyore shenanigans going on. Yeah, for sure. I'm still waiting for some of the other parks to open up. Like, Hippie Hollow is still closed. What is it? Yeah, so Hippie Hollow is a local park that is optional, but it is one of the best swimming places in Austin, in my opinion. Have you been there? I have not. I've been to the adjacent adjacent park that allows that doesn't allow nudity. I've the been to the G-rated park. <laughs> yeah, 
that's where Krieger got married, right? Beside Happy Hollow. Yeah, that's right. It's worth going to, in my opinion. You don't have to be naked if you don't want to, but it is really nice to sit out in the water there. Like, it's just mm. really nice water. Cool. And you don't have okay. to worry about modesty because even if you're like more comfortable wearing a bikini, that's fine. Nobody cares. But you can mm. wear kind of whatever you want and like yeah. get get rid of those tan lines that you can't at other places. Mm-hmm. What else are you looking forward to having when we can finally like really truly go out? Because I mean, restaurants are at 25% capacity right now, but most of them have yeah. just remained closed. I'm, I, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to restaurants with groups of friends. I'm still kind of scared to go to restaurants, even though they're kind of open. Yeah, I think the few that are open are so crowded right now that I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. I passed one on my way to Zilker this weekend, and I assume the tables were six feet apart, but they were... Every table was packed with people. And oh, yeah. So it just, it's not where I'm comfortable with it yet either. But mm-hmm. I miss, the thing that I miss most is where we used to do the Fuck Depression in-person meetups before all this happened. Like the local 24-hour coffee shop bars that were mm-hmm. mostly outdoor seating. So I feel like, I wish those could open back up. Yeah, we actually went to Buzzmill. The main Buzzmill was closed, but the food trucks were open, so we got some of the vegan barbecue. Oh, yeah. They have some new trucks there now, which I haven't yeah, tried yet. Pretty good. How is it? It was good. They have a, like a Chinese kind of place. Isn't it like Vietnamese? Isn't it pho? No, this one wasn't. This oh. one didn't have pho, so it must be a new one. Okay. I don't know. It sucks because there's been some new places that have opened up since all this has happened and I haven't gotten to try everything I normally would. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll stay. It was pretty good. Oh, good. I got some crab ragoons. <laughs> Yay. Like vegan crab ragoons? No, I think they were real crab. Oh. Well, probably right. not real crab, but like fish. Yeah. Something you can eat. Anything else exciting going on in Casa de Brian? No, nothing that I can think of. Well, what did you want to talk about today? Oh, we're going to talk about depression and the news. And the news? I've always found that watching the news can be very bad for my depression. And um, I found some studies that agreed with that. What do you think? We've talked about this before. I think you're on board with this, that, that watching the news is definitely not good for depression, especially now. Yeah, I think the traditional news sources are not somewhere that people should put too much of their time and energy into just mm-hmm. because it's sensationalized. The news has always been sensationalized and it's it does kind of suck you into that stuff. And being informed is always a good thing. However, watching too much news, especially when it's a, there's a lot of things going on that you have no control over. And seeing all that scary stuff that's happening can increase your anxiety, especially if you're already worried about some of the things that they're talking about on the news. Yeah, it's easy to do. Like watching, I watch news all the time. It's, it's. I think it's definitely added to my depression, and I'm gonna. I need to stop. 
But yeah, on the other side of that, you need to know what's going on. So you need to find some kind of balance where you can maybe watch a, a channel that's not quite as sensationalized or scary. Like I know the BBC mm-hmm. is a little more laid back. and. Oh, I was going to say most of the people that listen to our show are in America, although we do have people in other countries. But I think specifically for people in America, it's good to listen to news from sources that are not just from America. Or, I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess maybe any country. It's good to get some outside perspective of what's going on in the world that's not curated just to... Yeah, definitely. And and the BBC has a lot of Americanized news. The news about America is just not all America. Right, but they're, they're based in... Britain, right? Yeah. Isn't that what BBC is? British British Broadcasting Company, yeah. Yeah, so they have a different perspective on it. They're not uh, looking at it from the inside. They're looking at it from the outside. And I think what happens with a lot of things, like just in general, a lot of things, if you're like solving a problem that's in your own life is sometimes really difficult to do. And Mm -hmm. then somebody else like that's why therapy works so well because there's somebody that's from an outside perspective that's not emotionally invested in what's happening in your life well I mean they care but they're not at the same level of emotional investment as you are or maybe your best friends are so Mm -hmm. having that therapist who can look at it from a, a different perspective they're able to see things that you can't And I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of the same for news is if you're only watching news that's local to your area, it's not going to give you the same perspective and ability to see kind of how things are affecting on a more global level. Right. That's a good point. My mom always watches the local news and so she's, she likes to tell me about who's been murdered and how many murders have happened in Jackson. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like... As much as I love true crime, I don't like watching the news. No, especially like, not the local news because of that. Yeah, and you know, a lot of times don't get a follow-up on that stuff on the local news. They report it when it happens. So it's like, this murder, this body was found. But you never right. get the, like, the end result of it with like what actually happened and like what the whole story was. You just get the first reporting of like, oh my God, this crazy shit just happened. Mm-hmm. Very true. So I found some websites that we can try out that have, they focus on positive news. The first one is called positive.news. <laughs> well, I mean, good job on them on their uh, website name. Yeah, they were founded in 1993. Organization aims to produce independent positive news stories. Oh, wow. Back uh, in 93. Yeah. Like, do they have videos or is it just articles? I'm looking at the, it says the site publishes stories on a wide range of topics, including society, environment, lifestyle, science, and economics. Positive News is a UK-based organization, so most of the stories have a British slant in them. However, they're aware of this and have an entire section devoted to global positive news stories. Yeah. It doesn't say if they're video or, I bet they're both. Okay. The next one I found, I saw in two different places, and it's called the Good News Network. Yes, that's the one that John Krasinski is doing. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, I just watched their latest one, and they did a wedding, 
And they had all of the cast members from the office for the <laughs> the couple that got married. Oh, uh, that's cute. The next one is the Optimist Daily. See what we can see about it. While other positive news websites tend to take a slower approach to journalism, Optimist Daily is focused on the here and now. The site's aim is to accelerate the shift in human consciousness by catalyzing 100 million people to start each day with a positive solutions mindset. Okay, so so focusing on the here and now, how how is that different than regular news? Because it focuses more on positive news. And Optimist Daily, it says, doesn't just focus on good news, though. It also has a substantial archive of personal development tips and techniques, too. So, yeah, oh. I think it's different from regular news just because it focuses on the positive stories. Yeah, that's great. We don't need to know about every fucking murder that happens. The next one is one you're probably going to tell us to avoid, but it's a... So if if you're familiar with Reddit, Reddit has subreddits that are sub-communities that talk about certain things, and one of the subreddits that they have is Uplifting News. Well, we will get to it, spoiler alert, for later in the episode, but I actually am not going to tell people to avoid Reddit. (laughs) With a caveat, but yeah, always a caveat. That's all I have. So what do you think is the best thing for people like you who tend to watch a lot of the traditional news networks? Like, what is the best way to change from watching hours and hours of that local national news? Yeah, I think it's it's good to have a routine and to allow myself, you know, a certain amount of time, maybe an hour a day to watch the regular news so I can know what's going on, but not go four to five hours so I just get bludgeoned with it. Okay, so you'll have to answer this for me because it has been probably since I left home from my parents' house when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. or like right after high school that I've like actually watched network news for any significant amount of time, but five hours, don't they repeat the same stories? Yeah. Over that especially time? like I watch CNN usually, and especially CNN. They, yeah, they do the same shit over and over. It gets pretty boring. So why you, why even do it at that point? I mean, I to know. be fair, I've watched the office at least, a hundred times so yeah i just don't have anything else to do it seems i don't know i, I shouldn't i should not do that i'm gonna stop I'm gonna, or i'm gonna try to stop now have somebody come block that channel for you yeah put a parental lock on the tv <laughs> <laughs> we're not blocking porn you can still watch porn we're just blocking the news oh good yeah, my mom watches some Fox News, or she said she started, and she said that they actually do more smaller, uplifting stories. So Interesting. I'm not, I'm not recommending that you go watch Fox News, but I don't think Fox News is inherently evil. But I do think, just like how I think watching just American-based news is n- maybe not the best idea. I think just mm-hmm. watching one politically leaning news source can... If you're going to watch it, you need to balance it out. 
Yeah. Like, because you're, you're going, it's going to skew what you see if you just watch Fox News. Right. And I think it's not the worst thing in the world to watch some of it, especially the more local stuff. But if you're going to watch it, maybe like, or with any of the channels, maybe rotate between them. So you get a little bit more balance, especially with the, the political shows mm-hmm. or the political segments. You know, if it's about like, you know, the latest crime that happened, it's probably going to be more or less the same across channels. But when it comes to the political stuff, I think that's, it's not healthy to only look at one side of anything. Sure. Going back a second or two. So we talked about the Some Good News with John Krasinski. Uh-huh. How far are you into the office now? Um, well, the second season is like 30 episodes. So I'm, I'm a little over halfway through the second season. Okay. The end of the second season, you have to get there. Okay. I'll work on it. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch some tonight. Yes. I think you should replace when the news starts recycling, just it's switch the office. office. Well, what, um, how many seasons are there? Nine. I think there's nine. Uh, are they all as long as the second one? No. The second one's crazy long. Well, that was back when that's how long seasons were. Yeah, that's true. But they're only 25-minute episodes. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm being a baby. But you, you, have to, you have to get through it, then you'll understand so many more of my references. Okay. And then I'll make you watch Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and... Have you watched any of John Krasinski's Some Good News episodes I, yet? I have not. I You should watch those. They're really cute. Okay. He, he does a really good job, and it is literally nothing but good news. Like, the whole show, nothing but good news, all happy stuff. I mean, some of it's not, like, news news. It's stuff you may see on social media, but it's a good place to see some positivity and some random celebrity appearances. All right. I will check it out. A short break a Rooney. Surely. Surely. All right. Well, I will badly play this harmonica uh. and harmonica us out. That might be one of your best ones. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, now it's easier than ever with Buzzsprout. We use them and have had great luck. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll also get a great-looking podcast website, audio players, detailed analytics, tools to promote your episodes, and more. So if you're ready to start a podcast and would like to help support our show, just follow the link in the show notes. You've probably heard me talk about BetterHelp before. It's a fantastic app that has helped me to connect with an amazing therapist. I was able to message them whenever I needed and scheduled once a week video chat sessions. The app is secure and allows you to access your therapist and have communication with your therapist from the convenience of your phone, wherever you are. At home, at work, even while traveling, you can communicate with your therapist. 
The app is secure and easy to use, and most importantly, makes communication with your therapist more accessible than traditional therapy. If you ever need to change therapists, it is easy and free to do so, and it is also more affordable than in-person therapy. So go now to betterhelp.com slash fckdepression for 10% off of your first month. That is betterhelp.com slash fckdepression. Fuck depression. Get better help. Welcome back. Welcome. All right, Ryan. Do you want to talk about some social media? Yeah, sounds like fun. It is the media of social people. Shit, yeah. (laughs) I'm just making shit up now. (laughs) (laughs) Social media platforms. the, The biggest ones that there are are Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Reddit, Nextdoor, and Meetup. So we got a couple to go through. But the main thing that I found out was overall, people who checked social media accounts more than 53 times in a week were more depressed than those who checked it less. And 53 Mm -hmm. times in a week sounds like a lot, but depending on how many accounts you have, and usually yeah, that's checking not very stuff, much. it's really not that much. What the studies couldn't show was whether or not people who checked them more frequently were checking them more frequently because they were already depressed or if there was depression and anxiety being caused by checking social media more frequently. Yeah, probably some of each. Probably. I mean, depression, like everything else, you can get into... Well, first of all, it can be kind of a side effect to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But also, you can get into a spiral. And if there's something about social media that you're using as a coping mechanism in some way, even if it's not a healthy coping mechanism, it could be very easy to spiral into hours and hours of social media. Yeah. So, Brian, what social medias do you use? I use Reddit the most. Mm-hmm. And then Facebook. And you also have Meetup because you're a host. Yeah, that's true. But I know the last few for months I haven't used it. But yeah, my main two are Reddit and Facebook. I'm in, I, I'm interested to hear you tell about what TikTok is because I don't know. Oh, we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> One of the weird things I found is that Instagram and Snapchat are actually two of the worst for self-objectification and concern about body image. It's weird to me, but I think it's because of how I use Instagram because I don't follow models or influencers or anything. You know, I run our Instagram account for this and that is following mostly stuff about depression, anxiety, like other People who are promoting positive, stop the stigma yeah, type things. You don't see the bad side of it. Right. And then my personal Instagram is mostly just my friends and some 
cats and dogs mm. and cute animals. And, <laughs> you know, I, I don't use it to look at, I guess what a lot of, and this I think relates back to a lot more with the very young adults, like 18, around 18, you know, there, there's a lot of what I read that said one of the biggest concerns was this kind of idea of FOMO, the fear of missing out. So you see yeah. these people doing all these cool things and going to these cool places and, you know, the influencers who, you know, they're in these cool hotels and cool restaurants and cool parties and meeting cool people. And you're like, what the fuck is my life? I like I do. I, I get that. But I think I know that won't help me. So I've purposely not followed that. Yeah. And there is also, I mean, there's creepers on every platform, but I'm not <laughs> so concerned with those. Uh, Snapchat, I deleted a long time ago. I thought it was fun because of the filters, but the biggest thing that I found out with Snapchat was, so have you ever used Snapchat? I have not. So Snapchat is sort of like Instagram and in that it's very, very, very image focused, like image and video. Uh, versus text so it's snapchat you can put up an image or a video and it stays up on your feed for 24 hours and then it disappears and you can also message people through the app and the thing that i um, came across while i was looking at this one of the dangers of snapchat is that there is it's less based on likes and comments as it is keeping a back and forth going with someone and you actually get like these badges for like you and this person have talked every day for a month. So there's this drive to keep that going. And that's not necessarily the healthiest to feel like this need to talk to somebody every day, just because you want to keep this like little badge thing. Yeah, it's true. And like, somebody's telling me if I'm wrong, but I just, you know, it's it's an intangible thing. It it doesn't actually get you anything. <laughs> and even with sharing your like stories and stuff, even with likes, it's really kind of an intangible thing. Like it does feel good to have so many people like something, but if that's the only reason you're posting, then that's that's not healthy. It's just not. No. So that's what I found out about those. Um, when it comes to Facebook. You do use that one. And I think Facebook is probably the most commonly used one. I could be wrong, but I Uh, feel that would be my guess. I probably should have looked that up, but you know what? (laughs) We're going to think about it until I was talking about it right now. (laughs) So I'm going to quote from this article that was on Forbes. They're talking about a study. This study comes from the heels of last year's research from advertising scholars at Texas Tech in the journal Computers and Humane Behavior, suggesting that a user's self-esteem influences their self-preservation on Facebook. Using volunteers from Amazon's Mechanical Turk platform, the researchers found that those who presented themselves more authentically on Facebook or leaned towards a more true self-presenter reported being happier and having higher self-esteem. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so if if you're posting stuff that's not true or very, very skewed 
to take out 100% of the negativity. Cherry picking. Exactly. Then does not help your self-esteem. Even if you are only posting beautiful pictures and you're getting tons and tons of likes, it's not your true self. And the, the original intent of social media t- was to be able to connect with your friends and family mm-hmm. or others that you identified with through a virtual network. It wasn't to pretend you had this lovely, beautiful life. I do understand people's desire to want to do that to some extent. Sometimes just not posting instead yeah. of over posting things that are probably not actually as positive as they're letting on because you can have a beautiful picture and a shit day. But if you just post the beautiful picture with some happy, meaningful quote, it's not actually representing what you were thinking or feeling in that time. It's not representative of an actual memory. Yeah. I go the route of posting less. I hardly post at all. I just use it to see what everybody else has got going on. Yeah, the older I've gotten, because Facebook has been around now for over 10 years. Yeah. Facebook's fucking old, just for social media platforms. It's old. But, you know, I see the memories that pop up, and I posted a lot more when I was younger. But I never really did the cherry picking thing. I put mm-hmm. I see good memories and bad memories. I only delete the ones that have like weird mushy stuff about exes. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, this does not need to stay on the internet forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but basically it comes down to if you're feeling crappy, if you're feeling shitty, Facebook is not going to help you. But and it could make your self-esteem worse, especially if you are in that FOMO kind of mindset, that fear of missing mm-hmm. out. Oh, but if you're using it in a healthy way and you are focusing on more of the positive aspects or you curate your feed to be like something that's positive and healthy for you is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Then it's not going to necessarily be a negative. It's not going to increase your happiness, but it can be a, a happy neutral. And the other thing I, I do a lot on Facebook that I feel like helps me. I don't want to unfriend people who post things that annoy me or I find <laughs> un- upsetting in any way, but I will use the mute option on Facebook. Yeah, I've done that too. So that their posts don't show up in my feed. We're still friends. They can still see my stuff. The only reason I remove people or block people is that they're, you know, harassing me in some way. Mm-hmm. Or like there was a, a person that harassed me and I didn't recognize them, but I went ahead and approved them just to, so I could see their profile more clearly to figure out if I knew them or not. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care if strangers see my stuff, but then like five minutes after I had approved that person, they had gone back and liked pictures from like years ago, like a bunch of them. That's pretty creepy. Yeah. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. We're not friends anymore. I unfriended (laughs) them. And then they immediately tried to friend request me back. Wow. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope. 
Like, I don't mind finding new people on Facebook. People can friend request me, but don't go stalk all the way back through my pictures because you'll be unfriended <laughs> real quick. Reddit, which is your social media of choice. Yeah, I really like it. It can be super helpful. So Reddit is can be super helpful. They've actually found. It can also be bad. It depends on what you're following on Reddit. Mm-hmm. And what you're participating in. Because Reddit, I mean, it's huge. And it has subreddits for all the things. If you're following the mental health reddits, if you're following more positive things, then that's fine and actually almost good. But there's also the, like, very negative parts of Reddit that... Yeah, that you should stay away from. Yeah. I, I probably like the our funny is really good. Mm-hmm. And the the pictures there's an R all that's all like pictures of little animals. They're cute. I like that one. Yeah, like those are great. Mm-hmm. But stay on those. Like Yeah, don't, don't don't get the negative stuff. Don't go into the ones where they're trolling and I mean, there's trolls on everyone's, but don't go on the ones where they're just, like, purposely there just to troll. Yeah, really. Or, you know, nothing racist, nothing homophobic, nothing anti-any group of people. Mm-hmm. And there's scary shit out there. But there were some researchers that actually have used Reddit and Twitter using AI technology. I thought that this was super, super interesting. So groups that followed... The, our depression, our anxiety, and some of those others, what they found was they showed statistically the statistically significant improvement in their lexical diversity and readability after using those groups. So these were well, people that posted multiple posts and were using the group. But that's one of the things that they found through doing these AI studies with Twitter and Reddit is that one of the things with people who are depressed, who are potentially suicidal, is that when you're in that really, really dark place of extreme depression or extreme anxiety, or possibly some of the other mental health conditions kind of related that we've talked about before, your ability to communicate clearly and effectively is hard. But if you're doing the right things and getting help, and following these subreddits, it seems like that was actually helping people. Their ability to communicate improved a, a ton. Oh, that's great. The CDC is actually looking into potentially using this information. Because one of the problems that they've had is that the information that they have on suicide rates and mental health rates from traditional sources, by the time they get that information from death certificates or police reports or whatever, and then take that information and turn it into usable data takes about two years traditionally. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time. So they're two years behind on Mm -hmm. trying to put together plans going forward to address the issues that we're facing. And especially right now, I feel like quarantine and this, situation that we have right now with COVID is probably a perfect example of that because information from two years ago is 
going to be even less reliable right now than it would be normally mm-hmm. without the situation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right now we're in a weird, unprecedented time and mental health is a huge concern with this for a lot of people and using information for two years ago is just going to, it's not going to work. Not going to (laughs) work. So if they can figure out a way to put that AI technology into place to read people's social media, it's, it's not an all inclusive anything, but it could help figure out if there's, an increase in the language people use that kind of inability to communicate clearly and like keywords that are used mm-hmm. and they see that an uptick in that, then they can hopefully respond quicker. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. And again, that, that was Reddit and Twitter that they did that, which was surprising to me because actually Twitter seems like a really vile place. Yeah. And actually Twitter, kind of like Reddit, even it, there's no sub Twitters, sub tweets, sub Twitters. I don't know. Yeah, what you, I, I know what you mean. Uh, sub. But there are the hashtags. So if, yeah. you're, if you're wanting to connect with other people who, like you can do on our depression or our anxiety, if you're looking to connect with people that have similar mental health conditions, it's real easy to go ahead and just search mental health or anxiety or depression or one of those things. And because of their algorithm with the hashtags or the ads, you know, you can connect to those accounts. You can connect to those, those communities through that. I mean, granted you can, I went down some rabbit holes the other day that were not good. So there's always the potential for that and you need to watch out for that as well. But if you do use it to connect with people in a positive way, it can be positive. If you just latch on to the most sensational thing, you're you're gonna have issues. <laughs> oh, and so I did my um therapy appointment with my better help counselor. Right when we started recording. And now me and my therapist follow each other on Twitter. All right. Exciting. (laughs) Dr. Brad is on Twitter and I follow him. Well, actually, um, Fuck Depression follows him because I don't have my own personal Twitter. (laughs) But for the record, Fuck Depression is um, approved by my therapist. All right. Good to know. (laughs) Hopefully, I didn't ask him if I could say that, so hopefully he doesn't get mad at me. (laughs) But he does really support what we do, so that's really cool. So the last two that I'm going to talk about, just real quick. Nextdoor is a app to connect you with your neighbors. I use Nextdoor some. I I don't ever write anything on it, but I, I get notifications when my neighbors write shit. Yeah, I used it for a long time uh, when I owned my house. I need to get back on it now for where I'm living now. Partly because I have heard rumor that some next door groups are doing 
this fun little game that I'm hoping is going on around here <laughs> where basically you do like a little kid version of you ding dong dash, but you leave a bottle of wine. Ah, cool. <laughs> and I think that would be so fun to like go get a couple bottles of wine and go to a couple of random neighbors places and ring the yeah. doorbell and run like hell. That would be funny. Yeah. I like it. But like, you can't be mad at somebody who does that and leaves wine. So no, that's so a good I want, thing. I want to do that. But next door, like everything else is got some good and got some bad. When I used it, there was a lot of like, it was really good for when there was lost animals, cats mm-hmm. or dogs that had disappeared. But I did have one neighbor that seemed to lose her Yorkie like once a week. <laughs> and she'd always post that they had a tattoo on their stomach. Which, if you're wondering, is the tiny little mark that they do on female dogs when they spay them so that the next doctor, if they are running around on the streets and they end up at a shelter or something, the doctor knows that they've been spayed. It's not like oh. it's not like they took them to a fucking tattoo artist yeah. and got a design on them. <laughs> I remember those posts because every time they posted the Yorkie was mi- missing with the little thing that said there was a tattoo on their stomach. They got mm. like 50 messages like, why the fuck are you tattooing your dog's stomach? <laughs> but they just really weren't good at communicating that that just meant they were spayed. Yeah. There is some concern with next door, like be careful if you're using next door, if somebody posts that there's a suspicious person, like it's, you should post if there's a suspicious person, but also like take everything with a grain of salt, especially if you don't know who's posting, they might be concerned over a neighbor or a neighbor or something that's actually inconsequential. So don't everybody go run down with their pitchforks. Yeah. Good call. That's one of the things I've seen and I've read about, you know, people get all hyped up. There's this supposedly suspicious person in their neighborhood. And if they really are suspicious, call the fucking cops as well. Yeah. Like call a non-emergency number if, if you need to, you know, you don't necessarily need to call 911, but like if there's somebody you see doing something that's actually suspicious, but if you see somebody just sitting in their car, maybe they're lost. Or if you see somebody that, you know, you don't recognize that's out jogging or something, they're probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> just don't go overboard. Yeah. Just, and, and don't feed into the hype and hysteria. But you should use it for meeting neighbors who like to do silly things like leave wine on porches and run off. Mm-hmm. Or beer or weed. I don't know. Whatever whatever thing it is. <laughs> or like get-togethers. Neighborhood get-togethers. Those are whenever yeah. we're allowed to do that again. And then lastly, and unfortunately not as exciting as it used to be, meetup.com, which I don't know why that got an accent, but it did. <laughs> uh, but meetup.com, we've talked about that quite a bit before and outside of 
right now while we are dealing with this pandemic, I do think that this is probably one of the best social media platforms. Yeah, for sure. There's not a news feed in the traditional sense of seeing people's opinions. You know, it's really all about the actual meetings, which right now on Meetup, there are still events going on. The majority of them are virtual. So over Zoom or some other video chat session platform. Yeah, we actually had a Zoom book club Sunday. Yeah. Went really well. Yeah, so those are definitely still out there. And one of the nice things about doing them virtually, although it's not a replacement for in-person connection, but it does allow you to connect with people that you wouldn't be able to connect to normally because they might be outside of range of commuting to them. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I've been doing Zoom calls with my uh, friend in New York and her friend that's in Chicago. And, you know, it's it's nice in that aspect because I wouldn't be able to connect with her in person. And mm-hmm. this has kind of given us an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Uh, and for anybody that has ever heard us talk about the Fuck Depression meetup, who wants to meet up? We are virtually meeting up right now. So you're welcome to join the group and join us for Sunday social where we play games kind of modified for zoom every Sunday from two to four central standard time. But it, once this is over, we will go back to meeting in person. And I think most of the other meetups will. I do think this is why it's one of the best social media platforms is because it allows you to find people to go out and do social things with. Cause I know it's, out me, there. it's a lot of anxiety to go out to a place completely by myself and knowing that there's a group there is sometimes nice because then it's, you know, at least I can like introduce myself to a couple of people that it won't be completely, mm-hmm. it's not like going up to a stranger at a bar, you know, you're with the group. Yeah, that makes it a lot easier. And I mean, that's how we met. That's right. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's why it wins, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, TikTok. I forgot TikTok. Yeah, I was wondering what, what happened to TikTok. Well, when I told you I didn't write my notes so great, <laughs> I'm... That's what happened to TikTok. Yeah, uh-huh. But we're not going to leave TikTok out because I've just discovered this. Well, I knew it existed, but I just finally downloaded it because I wanted to see what it actually was. Oh, okay. And I think you might actually like TikTok Brain. Yeah? It's Let's see. just videos, silly stuff for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of lip syncing, not always to music, sometimes to comedy routines. And there's one that I keep seeing about, I don't know who originally did the routine, but it, it's a hilarious, like, rant-sounding thing by this woman talking about contouring. <laughs> and it's, it's just, like, it just 
Sorry. <laughs> She's like, the men can find out we can transform. They will report us to the churches. <laughs> like, you want to look like a pterodactyl. Men like pterodactyls. One time a man walked in on, on me while I was contouring, and I had to pretend that I was playing in cat shit so that he wouldn't know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It, it's just, I'm not doing it justice. I will have to <laughs> But it's like people are lip syncing to that while they're putting makeup on and like transforming themselves. There's mm-hmm. been a, re- a lot of really cool drag queen looks that I've seen where, you know, they start the video and they're man faced and then they put on all of their makeup and then they end the video as like this fabulous drag queen. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And, um, I don't know if man face is the correct term for that. So I apologize. Somebody tell me if if there's a better man term face. to use. <laughs> and then there's a lot of like cute dog videos. There's cooking videos. There's like pranky videos, which are not my favorite. But like, depend, like as long as they're silly pranks, I don't like pranks where people actually might get hurt. Yeah. Um, I think I found my next husband on there. Mm. There is right. a <laughs> um, no, but it's who it's they do live in Texas though. Uh there's a guy that and I don't want to get married again, but there's a guy on there that is a veterinary in Texas who does all these really cute lip sync videos, but he's got like the words that are going around him are like these are the things that are poisonous to dogs. Don't feed this to your dogs. And then it like alcohol, grapes, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like they're <laughs> like funny. informative and funny and cute. And he's cute and he lives in Texas. Well, it's just meant to be. I think it is. Call him up. I can't. <laughs> I mean, I, there's probably a way to message. I haven't quite gotten that far into the TikToks, yeah. but. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's cute. And it, one of the things I did read that there is a lot of people who are using TikTok to document their mental health journey. Because along with the silly videos, you can also do more serious stuff. It doesn't have to be just the cutesy stuff. Like There's people who do like time lapses of drawings and stuff like that. Um, but there's people who are doing documentations of their mental health and their recovery and the things that have helped them. And right now, especially while we're all quarantined, it's nice to know that you're not alone. And, you know, if you don't have immediate access to a healthcare professional, there's actually a couple healthcare professionals that are doing with things to help like just general guidance and it's not a replacement for therapy, but it is something that people can access for free easily from their phone. Yeah. Nice. So, and I mean, it's in general and also social platforms, I think following people who are actual mental health care professionals can be good, but knowing on TikTok there's actually somebody sitting there and talking giving advice and stuff is good. It's not just a general, like, here's an article. It's, yeah. so, I thought that was Fun cool. To know. Yeah, it is. And um, you should download TikTok and let me know what you think. 
All right, I might do that. See if you end up in a four-hour spiral of... Yeah, maybe. We'll have to their dance on TikTok that when we can do be in person again, okay. we'll have to do together. Sounds good. It's going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> All right. Anything else with social media that I missed? Can't think of anything. You tired of me talking already? No, I'm not tired of you talking. I'm hungry. It's Taco <laughs> Tuesday. I am wearing my taco shirt. Yeah, you are. All right. Well, I will let you get to tacos in just a second. But we do have to do one important last thing. Happy shit. Happy shit. Always, 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 always. From Dr. Brad. Oh, I want to talk in accents today. Anywho. He sent this out to his patients today, but this is something that anyone can participate from anywhere. And since it was sent by my therapist, I feel like it is a good resource. This is not something that I Googled. Um, So there is a doctor named Stephanie... I'm going to butcher this, and I'm sorry. Kilink. K-I-L-I-N-C. K-I-L-I-N-C. I think close it's enough. Kilink. Yep, close enough. Um, at Teesside University in the UK, though it is spelled T-E-E, like a golf tee, but Teesside University does sound very British. <laughs> yeah. So she is wanting to help people who suffer from long-term issues such as depression and anxiety. And especially with the current pandemic going on. So she is hosting meetings on Microsoft Teams. So at Microsoft Teams, you don't actually have to have an account with them to do a meeting with them sort of similar to Zoom, like you don't have to actually set up an account on Zoom to join a Zoom meeting. You just need the link. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also join the sessions anonymously. So break out your sunglasses, (laughs) big mustaches. My hat. (laughs) Yes. A large hat, a trench coat, um, (laughs) or just don't turn your camera on, but you know, whatever. I think the large sunglass, big mustache route. <laughs> Although Dr. Brad will be on this, the next session as well. Um, so he will probably recognize me and my silliness. So the sessions are run 3 p.m. her time, which is 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. 9 a.m. Central Time, 8 a.m. Mountain Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time. So you've got to be kind of a morning person for that one. But if you're in Eastern Time, that's 10 a.m. So that's not too bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Also, it's a virtual meeting, so you don't have to put on pants or makeup. That's good. I'm not wearing pants now, but you can't see that. I'm not wearing makeup. (laughs) Well, you've gone up to me on the pants. So like I said, they're on Thursdays. So the things that she's hoping the sessions will accomplish are encouraging individuals to be kinder to themselves, which we could all 
fucking use some kindness to ourselves right now. Yeah, for sure. Share experiences with people who have had similar experiences connecting with people who mm-hmm. have similar mental health issues. Um, improve goal setting, which, yeah, we can all use some fucking goals right now. Socialize with others who understand what it is like to have similar paths in life. I totally agree with it's 100% why I started Fuck Depression in the first place. There you go. And have fun with creative activities in the session. So it sounds very much up my alley. And even though it is at 8 Mm a.m. on Thursday, um, I am going to be there. 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Yes. 9 a.m. Central. Yes. Thank you. 9 a.m. Central. Thank you. I was. It would have been early. Oh, that's better than late. Maybe. Yeah. I guess. I am planning to join and see what it's about. And this episode will probably not be up in time for people to join this Thursday when the episode drops. But next Thursday. Thursday. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm mm-hmm. hoping it'll be some good information. Anyway, it's just, it's nice to know people are doing stuff like that where they're reaching out to people, they're offering some, some help, some guidance, some community. So we all need a little mm-hmm. sense of community right now. For sure. So, all right. Have I missed anything else, Brian? I don't think so. I've obviously been listening to too much TikTok because I keep <laughs> wanting to talk about I have an addiction. It is yeah, I have to try it out. You should. And let me know what you think. I am going to harmonica us out. Alrighty. Even though everyone has stopped listening because I'm talking like this. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Fuck depression. Fuck it. Thanks so much for listening to Fuck Depression. Fuck Depression really appreciates all of our listeners and for those listeners who are wanting to help support our show so we can continue to make improvements, including to our sound quality, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash fckdepression. We have new tiers that are up, including one where you get a shout out on air and one where you can even pick an episode topic. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of the links to those social media accounts are in the link tree in the show notes below. Artwork for the show was created for us by Nefer Kalyas. And the theme song for the show was created by Wade Rowland. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can always email us at fckdepressionpod at gmail.com. And until next time, shit fire and peachy keen. One false move I may make.